Hello, and welcome to the One Stop Co-op Shop Podcast, your one stop for co-op news and reviews. This week, Jason Perez is here to entertain you with some more shelf stories. Yo, my peoples, what's up? Welcome back to Shelf Stories, the channel that tells tales from games, books, and life. And also, welcome to the One Stop Co-op Shop Podcast. I am your host, Jason. Thank you so much for stopping by for part two of our commentary on the top 200 solo games, People's Choice, that is put together by Kevin Erskine, who is a guest on our esteemed panel. Welcome back to the show, Kevin. Hey, thanks for having me. Love being here. Uh, we we had a lot of fun with part one talking about uh, 200 to 101. It is our sweep through a lot of different games and a lot of different opinions have emerged. Uh, so our esteemed panel who are giving their opinions of the games. Uh, first of all, I want to introduce a longtime panelist who will be a continuing longtime panelist because she's my gaming bestie in board gaming. She is Liz from Beyond Solitaire. Welcome back to the show. Always happy to be here. Lending their expertise, expertise, quote unquote, hey. uh, <laughs> <laughs> to the top two, uh, to this top 200 commentary, we have Mark Dady from Not Board Gaming. Uh, to, welcome back to the show. Hi, Ol. And Luke Hector from The Broken Meeple. Hey, good to be here. <laughs> Lending some British flair from me and Mark. <laughs> That's right. We're doing this at 8 a.m. on Eastern Standard Time so that we can accommodate the folks that are across uh, the pond over there. So we're very uh, happy to have you. I uh, hope that you enjoyed the previous episode. A lot of laughs, a lot of games discussed. And now we're getting to more and more people's favorite games, the top mm. 151. So a couple of programming notes. If you want to know, uh, follow along on the list. I have a link to the BGG Geek list down in the show notes. Also, I get a lot of people asking, is this a podcast? Uh, I don't want to watch the video show because YouTube, you know, whatever, whatever. Yes, we are a podcast. It is the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. I have a link to that one in the show notes as well. Uh, another disclaimer, I have to just get this out of the way. We're going to talk about games. And as Kevin helpfully pointed out last time, the higher up we get, the more passionate uh, and people love mm -hmm. these games. So if we are critical, we're not being critical of you. We're just giving our honest opinions of the games. We love everybody. <laughs> well, no matter what your tastes are, we definitely respect your taste, even if we have some uh, thoughts about uh, whatever the game is. Okay, uh, so that is, so we are going to 151. We will not spoil the top of the list. We know that we know what, what they are, but we will not spoil the top half of the top 100. Okay, so uh, some stats. I know I'm talking a lot, but I'm just setting scenes so that we can get into the commentary. Uh, so then in terms of the top 100, uh, I got asked a couple of years ago by my man, Corey Mayo, uh, and a couple other folks uh, for some comparisons to BGG. So then the BGG top 100, uh, how much overlap is there? So uh, over under. So how many solo games on this list do you think appear on the top 100 BGG? Does anybody have a guess? We'll play Price is Right Stop. Whoever is gets it, gets it without going over. Go ahead, Kevin. I'll, I'll, 15, 15. 15. Go ahead, Liz. Uh, oh, God. Um, so how, how many out of the 100? 10. I don't really know. How many of the oh. games that are on top 100 solo appear on the top 100 BGG? I, I would go pretty high, actually. Yeah. I'm thinking 30. Mark says 30. What do you think, Luke? There's a lot of decent stuff. I'd this definitely is go for this a real 30, prize. I'd, I'd say 30, I'd, yeah, but I'd, I'd give it a, I'll go 40. I'll go higher. I think there's a lot. 
Mark wins the prize. He gets a new car. Hey! <laughs> hey! Thirty-six. Is the steering wheel on the correct side. <laughs> Thirty-six games, which is actually uh, uh, up from you know yeah. it's been slowly it's been slowly creeping up. Uh, so you know, let's not be under any illusions that solo is still you know not every game is solo. There's plenty of games that are out there for multiplayer games uh, for multiplayer fans that are only multiplayer. Uh, but definitely sure. thirty-six games is a pretty good uh, number. Uh, the BG Top 100 has 45 total solo playable games. That's a little bit down, but you know, out of the out of 150, is actually uh, pretty good. Um, what's the difference between the BGG Top 100 and the solo games Top 100? It's actually one word is the difference. Fiend. Oh, fiend. Yeah, yeah. Which goes oh, along so with weight, but like fiend. Um, okay, I'll, I'll ask this one. Um, I almost revealed it, but I'll I'll ask people know. How many games in the in the BGG top 100 are also thematic games? Ooh. Not many. Yeah. 36. 36. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many of the BGG top 100 games are thematic games? Barely 20. Barely 20. Okay. Go 15. Ahead, 15. 15. Yeah. I don't even know. How do you even define that? I don't even know what that it's means. It's listed on a thematic game. It has like a thematic game tag. So I just kind of. I don't, I don't know. 40. Okay. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah, whatever. No. Right. Number. Take a number. Luke leave me alone. Luke gets a car. Luke gets a car. It's 24. Uh, so 24 out of the BG Top 100 are thematic, which is, which is to me, embarrassing. Because <laughs> they're teams. the best games. <laughs> A lot of the games are like Brass Lancashire, which has an aesthetic, but it doesn't really have a theme. It's like, you know, uh, there are like a UA game or something like that. Um, for the BG, for this top solo list, it's 50. 50 of 100 okay. games are thematic games. And even, even games that are don't have like that theme that leaps out at you are going to have some kind of aesthetic or some kind of draw or something like that. Uh, so really, when, you, when it comes to solo games and understanding what solo gamers like, we like our puzzles, believe me. We love our intellectual puzzles. Mm -hmm. It helps if it comes with some kind of theme or motif or something like that to really help with the immersion. Yeah. At the end of the day, the solo gamer is about the immersion, right, Luke? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gotta be because you can get a bit of immersion from even the driest of games with a group of friends because you come up with jokes and that. We played Messina last night and it was the same day. That's pretty dry game, but the jokes we were making, we got immersed in it no matter what. But if I'm playing it solo, I need the atmosphere to come with it. And that can be music. It can be the artwork. It can just be the theme itself. But something's got to draw me in. There are exceptions, yes, but they're going to be my strongest choices. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so let's get into the top of 176. And speaking of that, speaking of like, you know, a puzzle, but the theme has also helped you draw in. Uh, I'll give an example. We mentioned this game uh, frequently, but I just as a, as a paradigm example of what I'm talking about, a game like Leaving Earth. Leaving Earth is basically, you know, it's a game about, you know, uh, a very realistic setting, uh, building a, a space shuttle that can fly into space. Uh, but it's basically a giant pile of math like a giant pile of math. It's really, it's really uh, kind of dry in its mechanisms, but it's registered as thematic because I'm in the, I'm, a, I'm an engineer, right? And I'm building this thing. Uh, so that is the kind of paradigmatic uh, game for the solo experience, something with like a lot of crunch, but also with that thematic tie as well. All right. Uh, so we have some interesting entries over here. Uh, Kevin, I'll, I'll give Kevin first. He definitely wanted to mention one, <laughs> a game that is uh, 
the a, a gold star cult of the old. Been here eight years. I have no idea why. Kevin, tell us about this yeah. game that you have isolated over here. All right. I know Liz has my back on this. Space Empire. <laughs> it, it, it looks horrible. It people talk about bookkeeping and stuff like that. And yeah. it's Space just Empires so much funny. 4X. Just to just to yes. clearly state that Space Empires 4X. And what number is right. that, Kev? It is at uh, 83. 83. And so I remember the old Master of Orion game, video game, where you're you're building your sh- fleet and you're trying to figure out what kind of technology you want on your ships and you're exploring the, the uh, you know, the universe and moving your ships out and you're trying to build stuff up. But, you know, there's an enemy out there somewhere. You just don't know where. And it's that exploration and then trying to figure out how do you counterattack what they're coming at you with. And it's just, there's like multiple scenarios. There's now two big expansions for it. Um, it looks, if you look at the map, it's just like Luke would said on another game, it's just mm. an empty space. And then you put these <laughs> chits on it. And I get all that, but it's just fun. It's fast. Each turn is, I mean, you go through a turn in a minute and you do the next turn, next turn. And all of a sudden you got to do a bookkeeping phase. And you're like, okay, well, I got to go to bed. It's three o'clock. I got to go to bed. And you're like, well, one more turn, one more turn, one more turn, one more turn. And you will do that for an hour because it's just, everything's quick. It just, it just flows. It's just a fantastic game. Mm. Love it. I get it. (laughs) I I agree. It's it's the right balance between lots of interesting stuff to do and not that hard to figure out how to do it. Yeah. Is this okay. is this one where it's a bit like the space core one where it's I like only play it solo, don't play it with the multiplayer because it can do one to four? No, no, you can play it. This is definitely would be good multiplayer. It then it becomes more like Eclipse in a way where mm. it's like uh, okay, I've got this nope. technology, Out. you've got that technology. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I think that's possibly part of the reason why it's kind of popular. We know that with uh, Voidfall on uh, Kickstarter recently, which did massive numbers, yeah. feels like the solo community is ready for a 4x space game. Absolutely. Eclipse, obviously, Second Dawn, um, got a big boost. I know it's not solo, but although there is a, a fan-made solo variant on BGG, but the Shut Up and Sit Down video really boosted that. And I think we are ready for for a large, sprawling 4X space game. So maybe that's why it's popular. And it's certainly one that's on my list, you know, from looking at this and from what Kevin's just said. It's one that I think I need to pick up at some point. Mm-hmm. There's right. also one I want to talk about that's right by it, since Kevin and I were joking, we were talking about these. So Hoppelmagas Lost Cities is sitting here at 82. So I love Hoplu. I'm a huge devotee of this game. That's not in question. I think that Hoplo is going to go roaring up this list when Hoplomachus Victorum comes out because I did yeah. preview it. I have played it. It is phenomenal. Like a game that yeah. I already really liked is going to be re-released, easier to get again, and better than it was before. Oof, good things are coming for the yeah. world of Hoplomachus fans. I think yep. it, there's a there's a, a push and pull, right? So Hawkmoth's Pictorum is its own expansion, but they're also releasing a lot of the base set again. So like yeah. uh, Lost yeah. Cities and uh, the different expansions that Kevin has merged, but to be clear, uh, because they integrate. So yep. then it's getting all re-releases being retuned. You could see that episode on the, uh, earlier on the shelf stories and I look at the project itself. Um, it's a mixed blessing because on the one hand, money grab, they're re-releasing mm. the same stuff over and over again, blah, blah, blah. And that there's a, as a like, oh, what am I going to do with the old stuff, you know, and, and the new stuff and everything. But then it's like on the positive side, they have 10 years of experience at, at the system, 
right? So uh, they have, they've learned, they've gotten feedback and it's like a computer patch, right? So like, you know, you have your 1.1 version, they've learned, taken all the feedback. Now I'm going to release 2.1. And in a computer, we don't mind at all because like, okay, it's just like an update. You just, you upload it here costs a hundred plus bucks. <laughs> That's it. I have, I have two. never thrown money at chip theory games that I regretted. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I don't want to total that I... up just for my sanity, <laughs> but I was gonna say, not even too many bones. <laughs> yeah, that one made me fade, but we'll no, get too many game, bones, believe me. Yeah. Head mark. No, I, I agree with Liz on, on Hoplo. I think you know it, it's possibly uh, the original shows its age a little bit, but Victorum, like Liz, I, I can't I previewed it, really does bring it into the new age of board gaming. You tie this wonderful campaign together. Uh, the positional play is there, but it's enhanced positional play as well. It creates this really engaging experience. And as much as I love, I've got all the Hoplo here, the original Hoplo here, um, uh, and I do love it. It is feeling a little bit dated, so I think the remaster will will bring it all kicking and screaming into the twenty first century, definitely. All right, I need to I need to look it up. The my local games cafe had this on the shelf. I didn't know what it was. It was the dated version, the old one, or something like that. Yeah, and I was still trying to help them build their library for a game cafe, and that. And I told them that I didn't know anything about the game, and I told them to take it off the shelf because I thought nobody's going to understand the first thing about this game or have ever heard of it. And now I'm seeing it this high on the top solo list, so it's like, oh, maybe they should bring it back then. I don't know. <laughs> Dice based gladiator combat. That is really the, the 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 short elevator pitch. It is combat, combat, combat. It is bloody. It is. <laughs> Look at Liz; she's smiling. <laughs> Love it's it. highly positioned, highly positional though, Luke. So where you are in relation to where the bad guys are, the other gladiators, the creatures that are on there really makes a difference to how your game pans out. So the complete opposite of too many bones in that respect, then. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> you can you can you can just leave now, okay? <laughs> it's so nice for you, Luke. And I'm changing my mind. <laughs> I love, I, it's because I know Mark loves it to bits. As I was like. <laughs> Controversy creates clicks, people. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> so a couple of debuts. Um, does any has anyone played Cascadia? I really I've seen it. The, the posted, it's, I don't know what it is. It is shrink wrapped over there. It's a review copy. I have not played it yet. I want to try it though. So moving on. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we can say. Nothing Maybe next basically. year I'll, I'll talk about Cascadia when we get it to table. We cannot play every game, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Raiders of Scythia was a game that was mm. released late last year. It is a, another Shem Phillips game. We uh, Shem Phillips is actually uh, coming into our solo space. Uh, and in terms of like the, the, the amount of games, that that uh, that that design house plays uh, a Garfield Games, I think it's called. Uh, so then, that is not the only Garfield Games uh, product that we're going to see. So, has anyone here played Raiders of Scythia? No. Oh, no. Well, sorry. Well, this is what no. I got you guys for. I, you, you, you're fired. I thought you were going to be my hero people. That, I've wanted to try it, but the problem is, is that we've got Raiders of the North Sea. Mm. You you take one or the other. You don't need both. I mean, it's one of the, I mean, so like Uwe and Matt Leacock are usually kind of neck and neck for the top uh, number of games in the top 100. Uh, Shan Phillips is getting there with some yeah. of these products and Radius of Scythia, another work replacement game. I, we, uh, unfortunately, uh, I tried people, I tried to get people who've played everything. Uh, that is not happening. Um, another debut. Uh, and, and Kevin, I don't know if you're interested in this one. Maybe this one be, might be too light for you. Uh, Marvel United. 
Oh no! Mm. Now too late. Yeah, too yeah, expensive. I have. Yeah, it, any games that I know I can lose or that just it just it just <laughs> didn't seem like it didn't seem like something I was interested in. And maybe that maybe no. the funky looking characters. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. It it just yeah, yeah, I played it on Tabletop Simulator, and it, it, it didn't leave any impression on me whatsoever. I knew when, I, when once I played it on TTS, I did not want to get the physical copy. Mm. So uh, Marvel United, I really like uh, the the. I'm wondering, it's super light. It's it's probably it might be if it, besides the fillers, this might be the lightest game on the list. I think it's here. I think people enjoy it solo because of the lifestyle aspect. A, the mm-hmm. it there's a lot to it you know and it is expensive like you, you mentioned before Luke that you had kind of got priced out of it there's a lot it's because it's Marvel so like everything needs a mini like you need the Thanos mini yeah. you need all the, the different characters and I think the X-Men pack just uh, uh, kickstarted and the Wave 2 just came in with different expansions mm-hmm. so there's a whole lot to it and if solo gamers besides gameplay we like collecting stuff so like it gives uh, people a lot of opportunity to collect stuff, paint stuff. And so it tickles a lot of other solo buttons. So like Kevin said, it's super light. It's super, it, it is kind of yeah. super easy. Yeah. And even if you ramp, like it's the kind of game where if you ramp up difficulty, it's more like ramping up randomness, not necessarily yeah. ramping up difficulty. Yeah. Uh, so gameplay wise, eh, for the soloist, but collectability and all the other stuff and a fun game for your family. I definitely recommend it. Uh, is there anything else? Oh yeah, Bullets. Who yeah. has played Bullet as a debut at number 77? Go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead, Mark. I haven't played it, but I want it. All right. Okay. I want yeah. to. So, yeah, I played it. I enjoy it. I know. I think, Jason, you're a bigger fan of it than I am. And I know what, Mike what is, is Bullet? Uh, tell, tell people what, what is Bullet. From, okay. So, from level Bullet, 99. Yeah. So, it is a, uh, it's, it's uh, I would just, a bag builder. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Is your yeah? It's, it's a bag building game where you're fighting. Where you're having a boss yeah. battle basically, and it's almost an old style video game where you are. You know these these hits come down, and you have to put them in columns uh, and try and mitigate those hits as they happen. It plays very 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 quickly. There are a number of bosses in the base game, and I think there's the orange expansion and various other expansions as well. It's relatively inexpensive. It's quick. It's fast. It's exciting. I think there are people out there that enjoy it better than I do, like yourself, uh, Jason, as I say, and like Mike over at One Stop Coach Shop. Um, but I think as a, it's this year's Under Falling Sky, if you like. Yeah, it's that kind of, that quick, easy to get to the table, great to play, have a blast for it, put it away, and then, you know, you can play something else if you want to. Or you can do two or three games on the bounce in about an hour with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to try. Does it does it have to be called Bullet Love though, or Bullet Heart, or whatever? The, yeah. A Bullet Star. Game. Those are the expansions. So like Bullet Heart, but there's like different sets of it, and it's based on an anime. Uh, so yeah. then there's there's based on so it's evoking that old thing. It's level ninety nine. So like their video games, their anime, mm. like that's kind of their uh, their bag. Uh, so yeah. is there anything here, Luke? Uh, a, a one particular product that you wanted to highlight? There's definitely Coffee Roaster on there, which certainly we're going bag builders. This is one of my favorite. So really i just like to play i love coffee, coffee roaster, roaster. Coffee, i've got I've, I've got a nice coffee Luke, here on you're that fired that game is not good <laughs> it's great Ow. it's fine there's Lovely another little... we have bag builders up above that blow this one out of the water i'm sorry <laughs> oh my gosh. We'll, we'll see about that but you know you wanted that little zen game i mean for some reason mark wants to play on mars or whatever as a, a gallerish it's like, no, coffee roast is fine. Like five minutes or 15 if I want to do free. And I can just do a nice, pleasant game on with a theme that's not, oh, I got to take over this or kill some bad guy or anything. No, it's just, I want to brew a decent cup of coffee. 
I'll have a <laughs> cup of coffee while I'm playing it. I could brush it out in like quarter of an hour with the rules and it still gives me a nice little puzzle with a little bit of randomness from the bag drawing. But then, you know, that's kind of natural for a lot of solo games anyway. But yeah, I, I got taught it, I think, from career board games in an Essen ages ago when uh, Eric Summer was talking about it. Fell in love with it. I've got the newer version now and I still give this one props. Mm. Why, do, why do you hate it so much? There's better ones. There's <laughs> straight up. <laughs> you don't like coffee. Straight up. There are better ones. And I, I, I guess I'm not a coffee person. If I was a coffee person, maybe I would be a little bit more uh, into that. Uh, uh, Liz, you had given uh, Hoppo Marcus a lot of love. Is there anything else that leaps out at you? Uh, this, yeah. Uh, so I see another beloved of mine, Hostage Negotiator, kind of slowly mm. dropping because, you know, the, the arc of that publication is complete. And I think that, you know, it'll now just sort of, it, it'll go the way that older games go. I will still love it, but I'm excited to see where Final Girl ends up next year because yeah. I really have enjoyed my time previewing Final Girl. I know it's going to come soon, like in its complete form. Right. I'm very, very, very excited for the future of that. So this sort of section is sort of me seeing older versions of things fading away, but also I see, you know, a new, new hope rising. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that is our little tour through uh, 100 through 74, uh, or 176. I'm sorry about that. Um, being really clear, I should probably announce this. We are not going to talk about every game. That is, <laughs> I mean, there may be games that you're, you know, because I get those comments every year. Why don't you talk about this? Why don't you talk about this? At some point in the previous six years, we probably talked about whatever uh, the game is being commented on. So sorry if I'm going to make you dig through six years <laughs> to discover our thoughts. Uh, but anyway, so we are going to move on. There's been a cut. There are a couple of more debuts, uh, a couple of more new, interesting games to talk about when it comes to the 76, uh, 75 to 51 area. So Mark had started to mention Kanban yeah. last time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. this is another Lacerta. Is this a Lacerta game, right? Lacerta game. Absolutely. Yeah. So this yeah. was the one that came out uh, last year. Uh, Earlier this year? Earlier this year. I think it got delivered to Backers Canada December, January this year. And as I say, this is the first one where he's worked with Debbie Turchley on the solo mode. And it shows you've got a proper challenging solo mode with this. Uh, and although Kanban EV is based on the Kanban system, which you know, may feel like you're working whilst you're playing a board game, it actually makes for a really, really... What's a game not... about like making cars, right? Is it Making cars, cars absolutely. And I, yeah, exactly right. I've got no interest in cars and automobiles whatsoever. I drive one and that's that's literally as far as I go, but I really enjoy Kanban. First of all, it's got a great table presence. Secondly, the solo is relatively straightforward to learn and there are difficulty modifiers in there for the solo as well. It's been really well designed by Debbie Turchie uh, and you can play a game in about 90 minutes and you're going to have a great time for it. I think if this is as high up as, as the Lacerda games get, it deserves to be uh, for the Lacerda games, definitely the, uh, the number one spot for his solo experiences. Absolutely. Uh, we, we both universally voted that one our favorite when we did it. So. Just independently, yeah, like, you know, you hadn't collaborated. You just, like, this was your, in, your favorite. In, independent. Yeah. yeah. We didn't rank yeah. them. We basically went through a, a bunch of them. I think Mark's played a couple others that I didn't like from the Zerda and that, but we went through them all and we just sort of said, like, oh, is this kind of your favorite or your worst? And we both agreed we loved the Kanban one. Okay, uh, so a little bit further down, uh, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of debuts. So I want to work through each one. Uh, Hallertau, was that, is that an Uwe game? Yes, it's an Uwe Rosenberg one, came out last, last Christmas, actually, yeah, last December. Any good? Um, <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. I mean, it's, a, a lot of people are getting into that 
situation where they feel like, oh, it's another Uwe Rosenberg game. It's like another one comes out and it feels exactly like all the rest. Halato is essentially that. It feels like a lot of the stuff rehashed into another Uwe game, which is fine, but it's nothing new. But it has got uh, a smaller fan base, although, like I say, I'm 74 is quite surprising. Yeah, I mean, Uwe is just one of those, especially when it comes to the solo, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Like, like no. what's the me- what's the mechanism? I don't know. Uh, what Bobby. are you doing in the game? I don't know. It's a new way game. <laughs> I'm going to play it and I'm going to enjoy it. Mm. And, you know, it's it's like, OK, I'm tired of this version of the game, whether it's, you know, at the Gates of Lang or Feast of Odin or different. There's a lot to Uwe. Uwe is still the number one represented designer on the solo games list, which is an wow. amazing thing uh, because of new iterations like Hallertop. You know, uh, yeah. I think we saw uh, a couple of Uwe games fall out. Here comes more. <laughs> And I don't get it, but I mean that's why we uh, what that's why we affirm the different tastes of solo gamers. Absolutely, uh, go ahead and enjoy your Uwe. Uh, all right, um, I think that either Liz or uh, Kevin have. Uh, let me know if you have played this Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. Um, so okay, Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition is fine. I'd really rather just play Race for the Galaxy. That's that's how I feel about mm. it. It's completely fine. I'd rather play regular terraforming Mars, which I adore, um, or Race for the Galaxy, which I also adore. I sort of feel like the Ares Expedition is a less tense Race for the Galaxy, um, and not really advancing that that mm. that line as much as I personally would want. But like, if you want to play something that's kind of like Race, but like a little bit less confusing, and you love terraforming Mars, then Ares Expedition is like totally it's fine. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. I almost picked this up at Essen. It was suitcase space that stopped me picking <laughs> this up at, at Essen. Uh, but also the fact that I don't like terraforming Mars as well. But I do uh, know that people... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Another How could I have chosen so poorly? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I can talk about it. We're good. The British are coming by land. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> And the Canadians. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! <laughs> Terrible. Uh, okay, so yeah, so, yeah. Air, uh, TM Air. I do Expedition, know the people enjoy it. Sorry, mm-hmm. go. Yep. It's it's the Target version of Terraforming Mars. So we're getting uh, uh, so Target uh, chain store here in, in the United States uh, definitely puts out you know like simpler versions of stuff. So like we got Fireball Island, simpler version, and it's like you know stuff that fits on their shelves that you can sell for 30, 40 bucks. So like you can't sell these bigger hobby games. I mean Terraform Mars. When it first came out, was like seventy bucks, and then it's, it's probably got higher from there. So like, no, we don't want that. We want something you know nice, more streamlined. So we got this reiterated card game version. And I think what Liz said is right on the nose. Like, it could have done Terraform Mars smaller, but they introduced this rate for the Galaxy kind of role selection thing. And I'm like, I should, I for me, I should just play race. But we've all been solo gaming for a really long time at this point, <laughs> multiple years. There are some people for whom this is going to be their first solo game or among yeah. their first solo games. Mm-hmm. And it's really good for that role. Absolutely. Has it still got terrible player boards? It, yeah, the, um, the, yeah. The <laughs> target the version target is version. <laughs> terrible. Yes. <laughs> terrible. The, ki- the Kickstarter <laughs> one has better ones, but you can have my copy if you want, Mark, because I've already done reviewing it. So. <laughs> 
Right, okay, cool. <laughs> I, where, I bought the Etsy upgrade for my regular Terraforming Mars boards so that I could actually like have a thing to put the cubes in. So <laughs> I want free games. Where is anybody giving me free games? <laughs> it's not free to get it from Britain to the US, though. That's the problem. It's not free. That is not free. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I got to make it to UK Games Expo at some point. Uh, okay, yeah. so uh, continuing the Euro ness and I'll focus on the Euros, and there's a lot of kind of Ameritrash adventures, so we'll we'll turn the Kevin bot on when we get to those. Uh, but one more uh, debut of Viscounts of the West mm-hmm. Kingdom. Uh, I see that Luke has it highlighted on the, on the spreadsheet over here. So have you another Shem Phillips, another Garfield Games? We, we are definitely going to hear more and more in the Soloverse from uh, that particular place. Viscounts is the third. Isn't it Viscounts? Viscounts. But- it depends where you're from. I mean, I don't it think where you're from. Really you, you if read, you're from Puerto Rico, it's Viscount. Read more Regency romance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now the Viscount, Vi- the Shem Phillips games are really coming into their own with the solo. Like when you want a midweight Euro solo. And I, I've got the Viscounts and Architects. I love both of them. Both of them have got great solo modes. Viscounts, I think, is my favorite one out of the Shem Phillips stuff. The AI in it is just super smooth to run with what different makes- actual play styles of it. What makes Viscounts different than Architects and Paladins? Uh, I can't speak for Paladins because I haven't got that one, but the Ar- Architects is fine. It's got two levels of difficulty for an AI and that one. With Architects, it feels more like I want to play it multiplayer because the mm-hmm. whole dynamic of arresting everybody else's workers and that is part and parcel of the game. Viscounts gets a little long with more players. So as a solo, you still get the cool puzzle of deciding which villagers you want on your board as they effectively conveyor belt off your board um, to do their effects. But the AI in Viscounts, besides being super smooth with just a deck of cards that you use to dictate its actions, there's four versions of the AI that determine a different play style each time, like what objective it's going for. And each one of those plays quite differently. But I think I think with this one, it's just about that. I think Viscounts just works better with less players compared to having more players, whereas Architects is kind of the opposite okay. way around. <clears throat> okay. That's a, that sounds good. I mean, there's a lot of people who really enjoy these games, and that is not the last we're going to hear from uh, Shem Phillips in this list. Uh, so now let's get to uh, – and it, it's funny because, like, at this point in the solo gamer uh, taste, you're going to see Euros and Adventure Games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they, they're, they're – the, difference between those two things definitely kind of move you know and i know we're seeing a similar fusion like you know you get uh, adventure games with euro elements but you and euro games with event with a thematic elements but you know in terms of like you know i want adventure and i want euro there's definitely yeah. kind of like thick uh big rich games that feed either one take then that's where we're going to get here so uh having said that a lot of adventure uh and to me this is actually the most um controversial combination of games because Kevin at number 68 combined <laughs> Descent Journeys in the Dark with Descent oh. Legends in the Dark. Oh, there's, mm. there's probably a more controversial one coming up, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know enough to, to separate them, and, and I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Jason. I mean, <laughs> they kind of it kind of works a little bit though, because the solo to play second edition solo, you needed the app integration bit that came with it, and effectively that's what Legends of the Dark did, just in full. Oh, Legends of the Dark is so much more better than uh, Journey to the Dark. And uh, if you're a fan, that's fine, but I think it's just old tech at this point. Legends of the Dark really rebooted stuff. It became a big deal because of the price. I mean, 175 bucks yeah. was just like a big sticker shock yeah. for <laughs> one box. 
you know, you could mm. spend that much on a product, but like spending that much on a box became very difficult for people. Uh, Mark, you went gaga over Legends of the Dark. I remember that well, on social media. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm enjoying my time with Legends of the Dark. I've not played any Descent prior to this at all. So I came into this as a relative newbie. And uh, when we were at UKGE, Luke and myself played or demoed the first level of it. And I'd gone from being pretty ambivalent about it, uh, thinking maybe I'll pick it up at some point, to literally finishing the demo and going and pre-ordering it. I, I do think, mm. you know, it is... It's it, there's there's a really good game in there. If you want a, a good adventure game, you want to have this kind of this feeling that you're progressing in something, then it's great. The story, you know, it's it's a standard fantasy trope, right? So it may not tick a lot of people's boxes, mm. and you will have done some of the stuff before, but it's good enough. I think the uh, the addition of the 3D um, uh, landscape, if you like, uh, is a really clever clever part as well and the fact that you assemble it and you leave it assembled that's a really really good thing and you progressively build it up i'm enjoying my time with it i don't have any kind of real kind of discernible uh impact or it doesn't have any discernible impact on me as to whether a game is app driven or whether it's you know Mm -hmm. not non-app driven i know that's a put up for some people you can't deflect from the price on this it is a you know it's a ridiculously expensive game uh but i do think one of the things it was successful in is when it was launched and people started playing it is it turned in, it converted a lot of people like me who were ambivalent into thinking, actually, I really am enjoying this experience. And you can see there's a lot of development gone behind this, hence the high price. So, yeah, I think I think uh, Legends of the Dark is a really good experience. But be mindful of that bloody price. Hmm. Yeah, I think that and to be clear, uh, Kevin, combine them. I think that most of the votes for this are for Legends. Uh, do you do you have yeah. a breakdown like kind of behind the screen or what? No, I'd have to go through every vote to find out. I, not doing that. <laughs> I think it was probably <laughs> it might there's more more for the old one than you think. Yeah. Um, but I mean, dark dark sun just come out. Would, and some people would just put dissent and I'm like, okay, I got way too many votes to start asking people <laughs> yeah. which one they want. Yeah. People yeah. read the intro. Kevin oh, made it very yeah. clear in the intro. You specified you read directions. <laughs> hey, you yo, Jason, so- you've been a teacher, you know. You I know, I know. It doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> You would be surprised at some of the entries. I mean, I got people who voted for one game and I specifically said no. So I just started chucking them. I didn't even, I just went, moved on. <laughs> and and it, some people will put the, the list in reverse order, which is as I'm typing them down, mm. I have to now look at the bottom and, the, and it just, oh. and some people would put numbers, some wouldn't. And so then I'm like, okay, I've typed in how many now? Oh, it, <laughs> yes, please yeah. listen, listen to the instructions. <laughs> it just saves me so, so much time. <laughs> All right, so we have more adventure. Um, Midara is not a debut, but it definitely rocketed back into the list because of further content that came out. Are you a Midara person, Kevin? Okay, so I've look at his face. Look at his face. So happy. So so I don't know if you can see this. Whoa! Just a bit. (laughs) Are you a Midara person? It's saying on his table right now. (laughs) So I'm going to need my full two minutes and forty-five seconds here. There you go. So. I, I recently told people that this is now my new number one. And I know Ooh. that's going to shock. Well, yeah. Wow. I, okay, just, and for this to supplant Mage Knight, it had to be something. So let me tell you something. Since June, this is the only game I've played. So I'm kind of a solo wow. game fraud. This has been on my table since June. I have played this a, 193 encounters. No, you haven't. I played 97 wow. encounters in October. No, alone. you haven't. Lies. Yeah. <laughs> so... This this game for me just just checks box after box after box. Um, I, I love the art for it. I love the, the character 
customization is phenomenal. I'm so tired of games that say, oh, we got 10 unique characters. And it's like, okay, one guy has a strength that's one number higher. And so you add what? This, this, the character customization is phenomenal. Best of any game I've played ever. Um, The, I I love the story. There's so much to it in the base game. And, and maybe this isn't for everybody. For me, um, I'm, I love playing a game so far. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to start over now and try a different kind of character customization. Just do something different and try that. And then I'll start over. And so I've gotten about halfway through the game about five times. I'm still not finished. Um, and wow. <laughs> I, I just, I love wow. every bit of it. Now, some of it, yeah, okay. I know what's, I know where the surprises are going to be in the encounter so I can plan for it better and be more efficient and just go through it. Um, but this is, this to me, I, I don't know. I could probably get rid of a lot of games and I'm not going to miss them because I have this. This is, this is just wow. absolutely. I love, love, love this game. I walked right into that. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting. I looked at this and like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, has anyone else played Madara here? Yeah, nope. this game gave me every. This game gave me everything that Gloomhaven didn't, basically. Ooh. So, uh, you know, this is exactly what I wanted Gloomhaven to be and exactly what Gloomhaven wasn't. The story is great. It's interconnected in this. And, you know, Kevin's played 193 encounters. I've probably played nine or ten encounters so far. Uh it does, again, it's a game that takes up a huge amount of real estate on your table. Uh, but I find myself, every time I get it to the table, I get really engrossed in it as well. And that character progression and development, as Kevin mentioned, is great. I really, I think the reason this has risen on the list now is obviously because they had the Kickstarter. But I think it's now available on their web store as well. And we should see this rise a little bit further. You do have to devote a lot of time to it. And I can see why Kevin's, it's the only game he's played since June. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I think it's fantastic. That, that was the thing, the devotion to it, because I, I think I passed this one on the Kickstarter, because again, it was like, here we go, another dungeon crawl with miniatures. I couldn't tell them apart, but I've heard more stuff about this. Although you've mentioned Gloomhaven and Mage Knight. Which one is this more similar to? Gloomhaven, I guess. Gloomhaven, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there dice? Is, that... is, there, uh, is this? Because, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think because... of like, go ahead. Yeah, Kevin. Is, yeah, is there's, there there's, di- there's, yeah, there's, there's dice, which is something I love. Um, there's a lot of mitigation for the mm, dice. Yeah. The, the dice are unique. They're, they're very different. So part of the thing is that you, as you upgrade, you're getting better dice. Um, better. They're all six sided, but you get better dice. Um, it just, you know, I've played games where, you know, you might find some great item early on in the game. And it's like, okay, well, I never need to get another new sword for the rest of the game because this is like the ultimate weapon. This this isn't like that. You are constantly upgrading your characters. You're getting better equipment. You're getting better armor. Um, you know, just your skills. You you know, you. I can't go over the customization enough of what you can do, and yeah. it, it's just unbelievable. I'll put you in touch with the publisher, and so you can start doing videos for them, Kev. Because uh, sure. you are doing such a good sell job right now. People are like, <laughs> yeah. where is my Madara? I'm selling my pledge of this, of Oathsworn mm. or whatever else, and I'm going to get Madara. You're doing such a good job, Kev. <laughs> I, yeah, painted, I painted the minis, and it's like, this is, this is yeah. Fantastic. Uh, another adventure game, a big adventure game that is a debut, Sleeping Gods at 54. <sighs> uh, Liz, have you got into Sleeping Gods? <laughs> I have it, and it's just waiting. Just my attention. It's got a, it's mm. still sleeping. Gotta wake it up. 
Mark, come on, Mark Dainty. Speaking that is of harsh, sleeping, Mark. <laughs> it's, perfect, it's perfectly nice. <laughs> it is behind Luke. Is that is it behind your shoulder on the pile of Red Raven? Yep. Very nice. What, what do you guys think of Sleeping Gods? Good, Luke, but not amazing. Fixed. It's good, but not amazing. It's it, it's a nice, like, simple story-driven game with a lot of branching paths. You know, I can pick one route to go on the map, and I'll come up with a different storyline before eventually getting to the end goal. And so, and so I enjoy that aspect of it. And playing it solo, you've got to control nine characters, but it's not as complicated as it sounds because they're sort of fairly simplistic. It's more like trading skills and items between characters. But yeah, it's a nice little, little like almost like a lightish adventure game. But it's probably only good for about one or two playthroughs even then because you rinse repeat a few of the starting elements and, as I say, constantly looking in the encounter book like a hundred times or something can get a little on the repetitive side. Yeah, it's a glorified choose your own adventure. That's what it is. Uh, and bizarrely enough, on the list, we look at where it is on the list. It's sandwiched between, in my personal uh, top 10, my number three game uh, for solo and my number one game for solo. So uh, <laughs> Nemesis <laughs> Nemesis is my number three uh, solo game. Uh, Kingdom Death Monster is my number one solo game. My number two solo game we'll come to later. It's on there, and it's definitely not Sleeping Gods. I found this... Uh. Oh. A, a, a huge, huge disappointment. This was this year's seventh continent for me uh, in a game I was really excited to get, really excited to dive into. I played through an entire campaign of Sleeping Gods. I boxed it up. I sold the game, and it's gone from my existence right now. <laughs> I just found it a complete chore and a bore to play. It just really, really wasn't for me. Okay, you say a chore. Oh. Some of your heavier stuff is probably more of a chore if you're talking about logistics. You're talking about combat <laughs> EV not being a chore. <laughs> yeah, God. absolutely. Well, he's just mentioned King, you just mentioned King <laughs> Death Monster and and Nemesis, right? Most of the yeah. waking world doesn't have a copy of Kingdom Death Monster. Right? <laughs> it's about and, what you enjoy. It's yeah. okay. And there we Nemesis, go, Liz. Exactly right. Yeah. And Nemesis <laughs> You're chore shaming me. Yeah. Well, Nemesis is downstairs. <laughs> I have it all because I backed the whole Kickstarter thing. I did enjoy the multiplayer. I have. I want to play it solo soon, but man, it looks like a smorgasbord of rules that I've got to learn to play it solo. Right. But I want to play it solo. I have a contribution here, which is, okay, if you're making fun of him for calling Sleepy Gods a chore, how many of y'all have not played something like Candyland with a child and not felt that that was a chore? Like, like I mean, Candyland is a chore, like, yes. Something Candy. like Candyland or like any sort of kids game with a kid, that's a freaking chore. It's like, a, it's a chore, yeah. I do I it don't for want, love. Yeah. And I don't want kids. Like, I understand completely how it can be a chore. So. <laughs> <laughs> I so, have such terrible taste in, in picking co-hosts. They have no idea what they're talking about. Sleeping Gods <laughs> is sublime. Sleeping yeah, Gods like is, my, mind, is yeah. my number five game of all time. Sleeping Gods. I love it. I clear my table. It's a table hog. It really is. Uh, and the adventures. I mean, I love hmm. Ryan Lockett near and far and above and below. I was. Yeah. Yeah, I hate all those. On. Sorry. Um, near and far was amazing to me. And Sleeping Gods was just yeah. like, you, it's you not the same like system. <laughs> Right, Jason. I, I, maybe we need to get a new host. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, can... <laughs> we can play Sleeping Gods, me and you, Jason. All right, we'll both That is the secret of Top Two Hundred. I'm riding on Kevin's coattail. So if at any time he wanted to fire me and getting somebody else to host his commentary, he could. I'd... <laughs> so I, I take that threat very seriously. Uh, really, there's really a lot of wonderful games on here, especially for adventure. 
uh, I mean, adventure, you got, uh, we mentioned before, Nemesis and Kingdom Death Monster. You got Gloom of Killforth, uh, you know, with another Hall of Nothing game that we talked about before. Matches of Madness, but I know is Luke's, one of Luke's favorite games. Mm. Uh, Lord of the Rings Journeys. A lot of app integration over here, um, you know, because that's the adventure stuff. Cthulhu Death May Die is a game that just continues to persist mm. and be, you know, good. It's a CMON game that we talked about how there's a lot of CMON games that they kind of get lost. Cthulhu Death May Die definitely emerged from that. Um, yeah, just because of the pe- the design pedigree, it's a really kind of really solid design. Just you know, self-contained scenarios. I think Mark had an excellent point uh, at the earlier uh, point where it's like, okay, try not to put in so much bloat. Try to make each scenario like you know exciting and better. And I think Cthulhu Death May Die, unless you get into the later expansion, which gets a little bit bloaty. But the 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 core stuff is definitely very it's very well done. Uh, so there's just yeah. a lot uh, in terms <laughs> of excitement here. Uh, so as we close okay. out the episode, are there hey, any? Whoa, whoa! Uh, I didn't get shout anything well, out. Well, this I mean, I'm, sir? I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking. No real games here, though. Are there any particular <laughs> games, <Yes>. Liz, as <laughs> that you would like to put a special emphasis on? Yes. First, I do want to shout out Root. It's really mm. great. I actually play yeah. the uh, Steam version of it a lot more than I play the uh, table version, which is really unusual for me. But I think the app is excellent, and it just you know I can just pop it up anytime sitting on the couch. Really good. Um, and uh, then I, uh, uh, the also... root, um, have, how much have you dove into like the different bots and the different, uh, you know, ways to animate the solos? Um, that's actually why I end up playing the app all the time is because I'm just lazy, but each <laughs> faction, um, each faction is so, so, so different right. in ways that are really, really satisfying. And I, I will say that the bots, like uh, the initial just kind of cat bot was, yeah, but, um, yeah, cat as things, but now, I would say that for solo, it's really delightful. And I know that Mike Kelly from One Stop Comb Shop is also a very big fan. Um, and I agree with him. So mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. And I also, so I'm a total sucker for Sentinels of the Multiverse. So yes. not only do I have everything, yes. <laughs> everything for it that's come out before, I also backed oh, their like tightened up new version. Yes. I can't wait for it to come out. I'm wondering if this is going to be another one of those ones that gets new life because there's yeah. a tighter version that comes out. Liz is now the favorite on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is Sentinels of Multiverse still your number one game, Luke? Uh, you'll have to wait until later this evening when I air the 10 to 1. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's, another, there's another one that has dawned. Uh, I mean, it, it is uh, one of my favorite games as well. It is minus 20, yeah. so it's definitely falling on the list. It's, uh, it used to be top 50, like really steady yeah. in the teens. It's definitely fallen because the product line ended and we're still waiting for the rebooted. Just like with Hoplomachus, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, really? Is this a money grab? But then it's, you look at it and it's like, you know, the, a lot of the characters have been redone. And, you know, some of my some of the kind of broken old characters like Bunker, whoever else got yeah. new iterations. So I can't wait to see what they've yeah. done with the I'm so excited to get that because I'm not going to sell my giant collector's box there. All the cold stuff that I printed no. there. <laughs> no, I'm keeping all of that. Keep I've got like, everything up to oblivion, but I will get the new version so I can teach it to people who keep telling me what is all this you keep raving about with Sentinels. It's like, I will. Um, on this list, before we close off, though, sure. does as there's one I have never heard of. I am surprised it's this high and I've never heard of it. But does anybody, can anybody tell me what Orchard, a nine card solitaire game yes. is? Yes, I can tell you what Orchard is. Orchard is just this cute little 18 card game. You only use nine per game, so you can actually just load up your next game right away. But it's just this little cute card stacking game where there's different trees and they have different kinds of fruit on them. And you're trying to stack the cards so that you're matching up trees that 
have the same kind of fruit growing on them um, while not accidentally stacking things that don't match. And you just put dice on top to mark how fruitful your orchard is. Hmm. It's really, really simple. I did a Kickstarter hmm. preview that took me less than 10 minutes to film the game because it's just, <laughs> and it actually, it's got like a little sequel. I'm actually, I'm thinking about it because I got my 48 hour notice, but Grove is apparently there's a sequel that's on hmm. Kickstarter right now. So I'm going to have a look at it because yep. I did like Orchard quite a bit. It's cute. It's simple. Um, it's nothing fancy, but sometimes you just want something to play at lunch and you want it to be easy. And there you go. Once again, we're not going to talk about every game. <laughs> I know there's a lot yeah. of a lot of people's favorites that are on here. We've talked about them in previous years and we'll go on to the next one. These are just our noteworthy ones for this year. Uh, but having said that, I think we did cover a lot of really, really fun games uh, for people to enjoy. And that will close yep. the episode. And also Sleeping Gods. <laughs> Nine point five out of ten yeah. people. Yeah. That game is excellent. Jet, uh, Jet, we'll, we'll get some ammunition back. I think later on. Don't worry. <laughs> now you need to watch the YouTube version just to see Jason's face to the reaction. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a game. Uh, if looks could kill. <laughs> that was 151. We are going to have much more fun. Uh, with the coming, this coming Friday, uh, there will be the debut November 20th will be when Kevin rolls out uh, 50 to 1. And then we'll have that commentary episode for you then. But until next time, if you can change your mind, you can change the world, people. Later, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop. Or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another top five list.